Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. This is episode number seven of this podcast. Right now, if you're listening to this, you're probably finishing up Valentine's Day or you are now into what we acknowledge as President's Day. I still really don't know. I don't, I don't even really care. I get the day off work. I thank God for it. I don't ask questions. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to deal with the love of God. We're going to talk about the love of God, which I feel is appropriate since we just came out of, you know, what we call, quote unquote, Valentine's Day, which is simply just a day that we acknowledge love in our nation. But um, the love of God is, is important because a lot of us think we know the love of God and how important the love of God is. But I don't think we have a clear understanding that we're supposed to operate in that same kind of love one towards another. And that's we're not doing that. We're, we're not showing each other the same love that God shows us. That doesn't mean we don't correct things that need to be corrected. But some of us are just plain old mean. Let me just go ahead and say it. Some of us are just just mean and mean for no reason. Yeah, we got that down and we going that good, but you just mean. You know, you could be, you know, just a fun, uh, have a good personality. You could have all the wealth in the world. You could just be on this big high spiritual ladder, but you so doggone mean. Don't nobody want to hang around you. And I think that's a problem. If we're walk, say we're walking with the Lord in name of the name of Jesus, why are we so mean? It shouldn't be. There's just some things that just should not be named among us. So let's go to First uh, John chapter four and let's dig into it. First John chapter four. You know how we do it. We always sticking with the word. No opinions, just the word. Because I only got thirty minutes, I can't exhaust it. And just know that. No matter how long you're here on this earth, you will never exhaust the scriptures. There's always something in the word of God that you can learn. Even if you know a subject, there's still more about that subject that you still don't know. And that should always want to keep us um, wanting to learn and keep, up, keep our face in God's word and wanting wisdom and understanding. First John chapter 4. I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. Look at verse 7. I think it's 7. Yeah, verse 7 and 8. 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, that one kind of caught me, caught my attention. It says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So what kind of love does God love with? Well, we know just based off description, based off of God's character. It's a word called agape, which means unconditional love. God loves us with the unconditional 
unconditional love. And when I say unconditional, I mean it's the kind of love that loves you in spite of how you acted. It's a, it's a kind of love that, that's not irritable. Did I say that right? Irritable. Irri- you know what I mean. It's that kind of love that doesn't bother you or doesn't bother him. You can't you can't uh, do anything so big that you feel that, hey, God is, is not going to love me no more. I just don't know what I'm going to do. The Lord don't love me no more and I got to go and uh-uh. The Bible says in the book of Romans, it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. While you were sinning, while you was in your mess, while we were in our mess, the Bible says he still died for us. He still loved us. You can ask people that that blaspheme his name. They talk crazy about him. They say he doesn't exist. They say that he's the, the white man's God. They say he's a, a whatever. But you know what? Once you finish saying all of that, he still loves your crazy self. <laughs> and it's all good because we were all crazy. So there's really no such thing. You know, some people say, well, you know, I was born. I was just born on on the wrong side of, of the track. But we was all born on somebody's track. That's why we need to be born again. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 very familiar passage you really see these this passage in a lot of weddings but like i said we gotta get out of habit of traditionally just reading scripture and not getting an understanding i'm just going to believe god that that season is over that we no longer just read scripture for convenience that we want to understand what the scriptures are saying why it says it and what made him say it so Let's start at verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. It says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secrets, secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Verse 4, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, uh, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. My Lord. Now, just by reading verse, what's that, verse 4 through 7, a lot of us ain't been walking in that kind of love. Because as soon as somebody say something we don't like, we were, we ready to throw throw the deuces and say, we out. That's it. Nah, 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 nah. See, I'm good by myself. See, now you do your thing. I'm going to do me, you do you. See, we're quick to do that. 
And you may, and that may be, you know, your way of loving, but it's not God's way of loving. And God wants us to love like he loves. Because if we're saying that we are followers of God or followers of Christ, and the Bible says God is love, we just read in 1 John chapter 4, it says, if you don't love, you don't even know me. So the thing that I'm getting to is that if we're drawing closer to the Lord, then our love should increase one towards another. And I'm not saying love people that look like you. I'm talking about love what seems to be unlovable. Love people that talk bad about you. You may say, now how am I going to do that? By faith. Everything is by faith. You have to just trust and believe what God said in his word is truth and you just walk it out. And if you walk it out, guarantee the manifestation to come and it'll all make more sense. But you can't try to, you know, feel something before you do it. Like that's not faith. You can't you can't wait on a on a feeling to hit you because that feeling might not come and love definitely ain't a feeling because if love was a feeling, all of us would be walking in out of love every day. And let me tell you something about feelings, too, since we're on that. Feelings are very, very fallible. They're not to be trusted. You do not trust your feelings. The reason why you don't trust your feelings is because you can change the way you feel just by biting your finger real hard. Now, that may be a little humorous, but think about it. If you upset at something that somebody said to you, let you hit your toe on the corner of that bed guarantee you whatever you thought about that individual has been erased for that split second because now you're focusing on the feeling of your toe that you just hit now once that feeling subsides and goes away now your mind goes back i'll say now okay let me finish dealing with them you see what i'm saying feelings are fickle they're not to be trusted so that's why we are to do a lot of things by faith you can't wait on the feeling you got to do it just because the bible says to do it so love is patient. We got to be patient and kind with each other. It's not jealous or boastful. So basically, this is really teaching us, letting us know that anytime that any one of us operate in these things, that we are not operating in the love of God. And we're studying on the love of God. You know, we, we, we know the the Euros love, you know, which is the romantic or the, you know, desired romantic love and the love you we know that love, but when it comes to the agape unconditional, meaning there's no conditions tied to this love, we have a problem with, but this is the kind of love really that a married couple should have for one another, especially because the marriage union represents Christ or should represent Christ in his church. That's a whole another subject right there because there was never a time where when the church disrespected Christ or we did something that he didn't like, that he walked off on us. You see what I'm saying? He never said, no, nah, I'm done with you. You did that about, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really like how you talk to me. You know, all the times we don't pray, the times we don't fellowship with, with the Lord, he never said, you know what? Our communication ain't good. I don't, I don't really like how you don't present stuff to me. You don't, you don't consult with me. You don't talk to me. Therefore, me and you have nothing to talk about. See, that's not the, God doesn't do that. Now, what God will do because He loves you. Like I said, the Bible says love is patient. Now He'll let us sit there. If we want to just be messy and not want to grow. He'll just sit there and wait. The Bible says He's long suffering. 
mean that he's very patient. But he knows the Lord has that character trait because he knows his creation. He knows his children. We can be hard-headed at times. So he knows I got to be patient with him. But you see that right there, how he feels about us. If he's showing us that same patience, that's why we're, we're supposed to extend that same kind of grace towards each other in any relationship. Because we shouldn't be going around hating each other. And I don't care what anybody did to you. And uh, in the latter part of the verse, it says, love, it doesn't keep no record of being wrong. So if you've been done wrong, he said, love, love doesn't keep a record of that. So that means that when you see the person, you don't keep reminding the person of what they did to you. You know how, you know how you treated me back in 1994. 1994, that was, a, that was over 20 years. I don't care. I, I, I ain't got over it yet. Well... Because you're keeping a record and you're not walking in love. So anytime that we, you know, are not walking in love, we just got to say it out loud. You know, that ain't love. Anytime you get irritated or anytime you get real irritable, you know, towards someone, you got to think, say, man, that ain't love. Now, people can be real irritated, you know, but just Bible says you think you think it's something, you think an evil thought, put your hand over your mouth, <laughs> says in the book of Proverbs. So, you know, um, it's important that we walk in this love and we display this love and we don't, um, you know, try to just be so mean towards people, especially towards other believers. I was recently looking at the, um, the Kurt Franklin clip that he did on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, Angelique, and DJ Envy on Power 105.1. And, you know, and everyone just was upset at the statements that he made, you know, when he was talking about homosexuality and never asking them kind of straightforward questions. You know what? He yeah, he could have answered the questions better. You know, I was kind of, he was kind of making me nervous a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand his intent. But I think because... Um, I think he wanted to be real relatable that uh, we kind of got lost in the sauce a little bit. But you know what? But even with that, because you have to understand the person's heart, you kind of can tell his intent. But even though he didn't say it like he, sh you know, we feel he should have said it just, you know, according to scripture, that doesn't make him, you know, evil. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make him. Uh, a compromising Christian You know He could have possibly Him going on a breakfast club And with the questions They was presented to him Could have possibly just You know He got put, placed in a tough situation But I've been reading a lot of comments And we've been crucifying Kirk Franklin A pastor put up a whole video On just everything And then he was just in the studio With Kanye West And that started a whole Another heap of stuff so, um, Kurt Franklin put up a statement about it, you know, him working with Kanye West and different things. And the thing is, I was talking to somebody about, like, someone has to be a light to the people in the industry. Why can't it be you? Think about it. People, you know, sinners are not just, just coming to church. You know what I'm saying? It's very rare tonight they're going to wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to go to church today. Nah, they may never come to church. So you know what? God has to use someone that he trusts, someone he knows is not going to compromise, someone he knows that can stand, withstand those things, 
in that particular uh, area and arena and be a witness and a light to those people. And I think God has some designated folks in that industry. Uh, whether we want to agree with them or not, I believe he has some designated folks in that industry to um, to be a light to those individuals. But we got to show forth the love of God to them, though. So it's because one of our brothers or sisters who God has sent into that arena may have missed it. Let's not dog them out. You got to encourage them, man. It's just a tough battle. You know what I'm saying? Like you in there with, with a lot of foolishness. It's the time to pray. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure Kirk Franklin probably looked at the interviews like, man, I, ain't, I think I could have said it better than that. But how many of us have all have done things like that where I'm listening to this podcast probably like, man, I, I could have went a little deeper into that or whatever. But hey, you know what? That's life. But we got to show forth the love of God. Now, we don't want to get uh, Kirk, you know what I'm saying, uh, discouraged. Now he, now he need encouragement. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to discourage your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, um, and one thing about love as well is that um, when you love someone, you tell them the truth. You know, you, you tell them the truth. And uh, let's look at, uh, go with me as I'm talking to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You know, people don't want to, you know, say, you know, judge not and different things like that. We're going to read a scripture about judging. Let's look at 1 John, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Still New Living Translation. Let's look at verse 12. It says, It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning, God will judge those on the outside. So what is that saying? So there are times, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12, that we are to judge those who are in the church that's sinning. And you may say, well, that means everybody should be judged because everybody messes it, everybody's sin. Well, He's talking about people that have taken sin on as a lifestyle, meaning that, of course, we all need could do better. You know, whether you told a lie, whether you thought something evil or whether you were, wasn't kind to an individual, maybe you wasn't uh, totally honest with a situation. We all can do things better. And that's why the blood of Jesus is there, that when we miss the mark, we know we could have done better or we sin before God. We go to the Lord. The Bible says you confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But he's not talking about that. He's talking about people that have taken sin on as a lifestyle. Like you, 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 you have no conviction. You know it's wrong, but you don't care because you feel like this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I feel. And so you've taken sin on as a lifestyle. So he's saying you have to judge those that are uh, within. And when he said judge, he mean, means that not speaking evil of them. So that's what we got around. See, we see people doing wrong and we speak evil of them. He said, no, you just don't need to have any fellowship with them. And I think it's a verse above. He's talking about don't even go and eat with them. You pray for them, you love them, but you don't need the fellowship with them. And like I said, these are for people who are in the church, who know what's right, 
but choose to do the opposite of it and make excuse for doing it. You know, that's why homosexuality, homosexuality is the is the issue. People say, like we said, well, there's more than one sin. There's other sins other than just homosexuality. That's true. But the issue with homosexuality and why it's an abomination is because of this. Yes, you have liars, you have murderers and all that. But when was the last time you seen a, a committee or people of liars coming together so you know what we're finna we're finna rally and we're finna have a, a committee of liars. Or when was the last time you seen some pedophiles get together you so say, you know what, I don't we don't feel as right. We have an attraction towards children and we feel like our rights are being violated. So let's start up a march, let's start up a committee and let's push our rights to um be able to sleep with children. Now, your mind, you say, well, that's foolish. Well, that's the same thing we're dealing with as it pertains to homosexuality. You see what I'm saying? It's like you have these desires towards the same sex. And like I said, I'm speaking to those who are in the church that deals with it, not those without. Those that are in the church that's dealing with it, you know you have a same-sex attraction. You know that that's not an attraction or a desire that you should be having towards the same sex. So you need to go before the Lord, ask God to deliver you from these desires, seek counsel, and God will do it. I'm telling you, God will do it. Now, if you say, God, you don't think so, it's because you just simply don't believe that he can and you don't want to change. And in this scripture, that's what he's dealing with. You see what I'm saying? And that's love. It's not, it wouldn't be love if I continue to make you feel comfortable in your doing wrong. But I'm not supposed to make you feel bad either. You see what I'm saying? But my love for you should want to help you and tell you the truth and point you in a direction that you need to go that'll be beneficial and healthy for you in the end but if you choose to not take heed to that and you just want to continue on down this path then I can't fellowship with you or I shouldn't be fellowshipping with you and that's just simply love and that's anything so let's just use uh, somebody that you know that's that's married a man or a woman and they say you're your friends, but you know that they are sleeping around on their spouse. Now, this is supposed to be your homeboy, your homegirl, but you know that every Wednesday they meet downtown with this young lady and it's been going on for years. For you not to speak against that and help out your friend or your brother and sister in Christ, not, it's, it's, it's looking bad on you because the love of God is not being perfected in you because love is going to correct that situation. Now, you can't make nobody do anything, but the love for that person, you should want to talk to them to help them get out of that state, encourage them to do what's right and not what's wrong. You know, cheating on your taxes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now, hey, folks gonna do what they want to do. But if you know for a known fact that people are doing this around you and your friends, like encourage, hey man, don't, hey man, do it right this year, man. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like let that that love flow. And uh, it's the same thing with 
you know, we have a gospel artist named Leandra Johnson, and she, uh, you know, she, lack of a better term, she's been wilding out, you know, um, with showing, you know, kind of naked on Periscope and drinking and cussing and, um, you know, on the reality show, passing out condoms and saying a homosexual should be able to lead a church or be in leadership or whatever. So when you got conflicting views like that, see, none of that is scriptural. That's just opinion. That's just how she feel. But that's not scripture. And the love of God uh, should compel people to want to help her. You know, she shouldn't be getting invited to sing right now. And that's just the honest truth. She should not be getting invited to sing right now. And that's just love. I love you enough not to want you to continue down a path that's not beneficial to your spirit, to your spiritual condition. You know, so that's love. It wouldn't be love if you continue to allow her to do whatever she wants to do and no one says anything because you don't want to offend her, offend her or whatever. Well, she may get offended, but uh, you know what? I love you enough. If you get offended, hey, you need to know. You need to know. And like the Bible says, love covers a multitude of sins. So we need to love on each other the love of God to each other and love is truth just tell folks the truth tell each other the truth if you know somebody's mean say man you you know you you know some scriptures and I I, I appreciate you but you you know you kind of mean spirited though oh no I ain't no I ain't you just don't know the word man I'm telling you man most people can probably receive it if you was just a little bit nicer you know, so we have to love each other. We have to tell each other the truth. You know, so we, we definitely can't be afraid in this season to tell each other the truth. Now, of course, like the Bible says, speak the truth and love. Meaning that when you do tell people the truth, you can't be all high and mighty. You can't. Uh-uh, you got to come under the umbrella of love and you have to speak the truth. And if someone doesn't agree or doesn't want to change or whatever the case is, you still have to love them. But if you know they're going down a path that's not beneficial to them and will not be beneficial for you, you cannot continue down that path with them. You can't go down that path with them. And you're doing that out of love, not out of hate. Love is the greatest motivator. So anything that you do, make sure you're being motivated out of love to do it. Don't do anything out of selfishness out of what I can get or anything like that. Let it all come from love. So let's look at it again. First Corinthians 13, um, four, it talks about love is patient, it's kind, it's not jealous or boastful or proud. It's not rude, it doesn't demand its own way. So love is not selfish. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about Injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. So all the injustice that you're seeing, love doesn't rejoice in that. So if you're a person that you're seeing injustice take place in your community or you're seeing injustice take place around you, for you to say that that's what they deserve when you know for a fact it was injustice, that's not love. That's not showing forth the love of God. 
And that's what God called us to. Doesn't love never gives up and it endures through every circumstance. We have to endure, we have to endure, we have to endure. So if you have a friend or someone that you know that's dealing with certain things and they don't want to change, they don't want to come out. The Bible says to love them, you have to endure. You don't necessarily have to be hanging with them or going to every place that they go. But you still have to love them and be praying for them. Like seriously, not not like this cliche I'm praying for. I mean seriously. So when you do see them, hey man, how things are going. And you're not constantly reminding them of what they're doing is wrong. Show forth that love. The Bible says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. The goodness of God. It didn't say the anger of God. It didn't say the... It says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. So what you saying? God is saying that he sees someone doing wrong, constantly doing wrong, don't want to change. He said, I'll be so good to you. They'll cause you to turn to me and to repent. That's the love of God. The love of God doesn't give up. The love of God does not give up. And we shouldn't give up on each other. We should not give up on each other. So let's not forget that. So let's walk in the love of God each and every day. That's what we're called to do. And if we're saying that we name the name of Jesus, if we're saying that we're a believer, then that is how we are supposed to be operating. I thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. I will talk to you all next week. Remember remember Romans chapter 3 verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I love you with the love of God. God bless you.